This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Now, in the last few years, it's become really easy to, to live stream, basically broadcast live from wherever you might happen to be. In fact, I saw a lot of this over the weekend. I had some friends and family uh, up in Edmonton, various people who were at it, uh, some concert festivals. And, yeah, it's pretty easy. We're going to go live. Here I am, and, and we're here, and, you know, this band's playing. But, you know, you can also see some of the other people who are in the crowd there. Right. And there's no need to go up to all of these people and say, look, I'm about to go live on Facebook. Uh, is, is it OK if you happen to to appear in, in my live stream? Just like if you're at these events taking pictures, you're free to do so. You're in a public place. so You're not violating anybody's privacy. But wh- where is that line? So we mentioned this story just before the bottom of the hours. Uh, Uber and Lyft have both suspended this driver in St. Louis who was apparently live streaming. Uh, many of his, his trips. Here's a little bit more on that from CBS News. Driver in Missouri is accused of live streaming hundreds of rides without telling his passengers. The driver worked for the Uber and Lyft ride sharing services near St. Louis. He streamed the rides through a live video website called Twitch. The St. Louis Post Dispatch reports some riders were told that cameras were there just for security. Vladimir Dudier of our streaming network that CBSN shows us the backlash. You haven't missed a thing. You missed uh, two kids on their ride home after jail. Jason Gargak reportedly filmed hundreds of rides with passengers without their knowledge and streamed the footage online for a live audience. For the sake of privacy and not uh, not showing you guys exactly to people's houses anymore, I'll probably forget half the time. But I like to pretend like I remember. Gargak's Twitch channel had more than 4,500 followers and has earned more than $3,500 since March. The things that were in those videos were very embarrassing. St. Louis Post-Dispatch reporter Erin Heffernan said several riders didn't know they were in the videos until she told them. There was children, elderly people, and a lot of, you know, intoxicated people that were out drinking in the, you know, the bar crowd. Both Uber and Lyft say they've deactivated Gargax accounts. Uber said in a statement that the troubling behavior in the videos is not in line with our community guidelines. A Lyft spokesperson said the safety and comfort of the Lyft community is our top priority. Gargak tweeted on Saturday that some people suggested getting rid of the videos he saved online. He wrote, I've done that for now. Gargak didn't return our request for comment. For CBS This Morning, Vladimir Dutier. All right, so there you go. So, yeah, some people may be a little creeped out by that. But is this guy violating the law? Or at what point do you potentially violate the law if you're photographing, recording, live streaming somebody uh, and, and they're unaware of that? Well, joining us to, to try to walk through what the law in Canada uh, says, or maybe doesn't say about a lot of this, very pleased to welcome to the program David Fraser, uh, one of Canada's leading internet technology and privacy lawyers. Uh, David, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. 
happy to be here. Thanks so much. Now, by the way, people can read more at privacylawyer.ca. But, um, David, I mean, is, is this the kind of thing that the laws are having trouble keeping up with? Uh, not really, although it is a, a little bit complicated. And, and, of course, this happened in the United States, and I'm only going to speak to the situation in, in Canada. Yeah. So we have a, a, a couple laws that can apply to a situation like this, and it really depends upon who you are and what you're doing and what the, and what the purpose is. Now, we have the criminal code, which relates to wiretapping, which is kind of the interception of a private conversation that might be applicable if this thing is, is live-streaming voice. If somebody has an expectation of privacy, which they might not have in a taxi or a, or a rideshare, uh, then you can't intercept their communication unless they consent. And it's unlikely that it doesn't seem like there were signs up saying, hey, this is being live streamed. It's pretty common to see signs that say, hey, we have video cameras for security purposes and things like that. Yeah. But then we also have privacy laws that, that are generally focused at businesses. And so when you go to a bank or you go to a convenience store, you'll see a sign that says kind of subject to CCTV surveillance. And, and that's in order so that they get your consent. When you walk in the store or into the bank and you know that there's surveillance, you're implicitly consenting to that. But we have this whole other area which relates to what individuals do for their own purposes, so personal purposes. So you gave the example of being at a concert or being at a picnic or being at an event and you open your phone and you turn on Facebook live streaming or YouTube live streaming or, or Twitch or whatever. Uh, if you're doing that solely for personal purposes uh, and not in connection with the operation of a business or running a taxi in, the, in this case, uh, then you can do that uh, without the consent of the folks around. The only way you kind of veer into something problematic is when people there in fact have an expectation of privacy related to, for example, nudity, sexual activity, things like that. So we have a voyeurism law that says that, you know, that's not okay. But if you're at a, yeah. at, a, at a public park or at a concert or something like that, it's unlikely you're going to be capturing that sort of stuff. But as soon as you veer into anything commercial, uh, then you're subject to this other set of rules that require notice and consent and privacy policies and all that other sort of stuff. Right. So if, if I'm a, an Uber driver, but I, I think that I can make some money on the side by live streaming my trips and, you know, monetizing that, that video channel, that, that becomes a different kind of situation then. It does. It, 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 and then immediately you're into the privacy regulations, the statutes. And there's also a question, at least from the, from the reporting that I've heard, is somebody who's drunk in the back of a, of a rideshare service, are they actually able to consent? So if the person had put up signs that said, "Hey, you're going to be live streamed on the internet," uh, it's likely that they wouldn't have been uh, wouldn't have been noticed. And also referred to kids being picked up and dropped off, which again is, a, is additionally problematic. Not because we treat kids so differently, but because uh, many kids, depending on their age, aren't able to consent to the collection of their information. A parent would have to do that for them. Now, yeah, and apparently this driver in St. Louis had claimed that he was also doing this for his own safety. And, you know, like, I mean, somebody drives a cab or a ride share. Yeah, you can understand that. You're out on the road by yourself and that if you're going to have some protection, that, that would be understandable. But does that get back to the point that you made, that if, if, if drivers are doing that and it's for security reasons, that there should be some kind of disclaimer either on the app or on the vehicle itself that you, you, will, be, uh, you will be recorded? Yeah, yeah, and I regularly get into taxis where they where they do have dash cams and dash cams that are recording into the uh, into the passenger compartment, and there will be signage that say that they use CCTV. I don't often see adequate signage that says kind of because they're supposed to re identify the purposes and all that other sort of stuff. It's kind of implied, I guess. And you know, in some cases, it may be justified to live stream it to a dispatcher. So I can imagine a taxi fleet that operates that kind of <clears throat> picks people up after the after the bars close. 
and they might want to live stream all the cameras to a dispatcher so a dispatcher can see something going wrong immediately and, uh, and call the police. But uh, live streaming it on the Internet for anybody to look at, and particularly if you're going to run ads against it, that seems to be pretty far over the line. So if, if that's the situation, or if someone's doing this for profit, they, they want a web show, they want to be famous as you know, the Uber guy who has entertaining passengers, if the face is blurred, if the identity is, is obscured in some way, do, does that mitigate any of those obligations to, to disclose to that person or to get their consent? Uh, it, it might. And, and so under all of our privacy regulations, there are exceptions related to literary, artistic, and journalistic purposes. And so maybe an argument could be made that he's engaged in some sort of art experiment or some sort of performance art, um, which would not be applicable in Quebec. Quebec doesn't have, have similar sorts of rules. But to, to be able to say, hey, so that uh, this is part of, it's no different than a CBC reporter or another journalist taking a camera on a street corner and, and, uh, and viewing a crowd. Blurring faces sometimes works, uh, and it, it always depends upon the circumstances. So if, the, if you can't identify who the individual is, um, then it's not necessarily personal information. But given the fact, unless you blur out and alter the person's voice and change what they say and all that sort of stuff... You know, if it, if if it showed my son with a blurred face in the back seat of a taxi, I would tell that I would be able to tell immediately that that's that's who he is. Same with probably most of us and our coworkers. So, so none of that is uh, is surefire. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the charge of voyeurism. We had a case in Calgary. I think it was last year. A guy was running a Twitter account. I think it was called Canada Creeper, and he was taking photos of, of women on the streets of Calgary and, and posting them. And he ended up uh, being charged under this provision of the criminal code. When and how does that come into play, David? Yeah, and, and so that's a recent, a relatively recent addition to our criminal code, which, of course, the, the code itself is over 100 years old. Right. Um, and it, it deals with the fact of the traditional kind of peeping Tom, somebody looking in a window where, where there's a reasonable expectation of privacy, where there, you would reasonably expect uh, perhaps nudity or sexual activity to take place, but also deals with circumstances where it's done electronically or it's done otherwise. And, and it relates to again, expectation of privacy. There's a very important case that's going to be going to the Supreme Court of Canada uh, that's going to be heard this fall related to that exact question where a teacher was using a small kind of covert camera in order to take pictures down the blouses of, uh, of uh, school children, of, of young women in the, in the school. And the argument was, well, it was in a public place and there were already surveillance cameras in the hallways of the school that they didn't have an expectation of privacy. And, and I think that the court is likely to alter that to say, hey, look, privacy is, is a variable concept. And there's, are you free from being looked at or free from being recorded? And, and does that, in fact, constitute a difference? And I expect it does. And also, uh, there's been uh, controversy in the UK about possible legislation related to what's called upskirting, where somebody takes a covert camera and takes a, an image up somebody's, up somebody's skirt. Certainly, uh, you have... Uh, an expectation of privacy, I would think, that, that somebody isn't going to go looking into areas that you're hoping not to expose, and you've actually taken measures to not yeah. expose. Um, and so it, it, it highlights that this is something that's, uh, that's in flux, and something that, that needs to be understood in, in the context of, really, privacy is one of those weird things that, that's mostly about people's feelings. It's about fe- wanting to not feel intruded upon, and people have different expectations of privacy, people have different thresholds of privacy, and anybody who says that privacy is dead is, is dead wrong. Um, even though people are sharing more information on social media than, than ever, people are making conscious decisions about what they, about what they share. 
and uh, and one of the, the the significant questions when it comes to these sorts of things is something being recorded and something being broadcast. It might be completely visible to somebody. Uh, you know, somebody looking in the window of one of these rideshare services can see what's going on and who's in the back of that of that service. But it becomes very different, at least in our perception, when all of a sudden that's available on the internet. When that when there's a recording of it that exists, when somebody can go back in and review it, and uh, it kind of highlights the, the interesting nuances and the fact that uh, that we're still having discussions about where the boundaries are and where the lines are and, and this sort of stuff. And as a society, it's something that. Uh, that we're grappling with, and inevitably the courts are going to have to grapple with them too. Well, and I guess for companies like Uber and Lyft, I mean, they are companies and these drivers are representing them, so it's not unreasonable then maybe to expect that, that they have some kind of policy on the matter. No, absolutely, and, and, and it certainly it's easier to imagine a situation, let's say if you had a fleet of limos or a fleet of taxis, you can, you can more readily dictate to the drivers exactly what is allowed and not allowed in their cars. And in some taxi companies are, are actually buying the, the dash cams for them and, and would understand what those capabilities are. In some, some instances, you have policies related to, hey, they're always recording, and, uh, but here's the, here's the system for anybody getting access to those sorts of recordings. So you have things in the background. But when you have something that, that is perhaps a little bit more informal, like a ride-sharing service, where you're dealing with the, the driver has their own vehicle. It's their vehicle. It's not part of the fleet. Um, the, the driver is responsible for equipping and maintaining it, it may be more difficult for them to necessarily dictate these sorts of things. But also, who would have thought that somebody would live stream what's happening in it? So would, you, <laughs> would you think to, and, and certainly as a lawyer, I spend a whole lot of my time sitting at my desk thinking of worst-case scenarios, but, uh, but if, if, if a, a ride-sharing service had said, hey, why don't you write the employee manual or the, or the contractor manual for our business? Um, that wouldn't necessarily be something that I would immediately put on my list, and, uh, except after a huge amount of brainstorming and after I'd probably come up with a hundred other different scenarios that could be problematic. So I guess if, if I want to be paranoid, every time I get in a cab or an Uber, I ask the driver if he's live streaming this, um, but is there any kind of legal obligation on them to at least answer honestly if they say no and the answer is really yes? Are they potentially in trouble? Well, certainly every organization has an obligation to get your informed consent. And, and what that informed consent means is that, that they have to be confident that you actually understand what it is that you are consenting to and what it is that, uh, that are the consequences of, of that consent or withholding consent. And so, absolutely, so embedded in that is that if you say, hey, what, what are you collecting this information for and how is it being used, they would have an obligation to make sure that your yes or no to that is is truthfully informed and is, and is adequately understood. And yeah, so absolutely, and, and now the recourse would be to complain to the Privacy Commissioner, but you know, one of the things is that, and a challenge with video recording generally, is you can see a camera, but that's only part of the, part of the issue. You don't know, for example, whether it's being recorded. You don't know how long they keep the recordings for. You don't know whether it's being monitored 24-7. You don't know who it's being monitored by. And so just seeing the camera is only a, a small slice of what, in fact, is, is going on. And obviously at one extreme is, hey, it's being live streamed and, 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 and monetized on the, on the Internet, whereas probably when you go into a, a corner store, you don't care so much. You don't expect, no, you don't expect really that anybody's watching that um, and, uh, and that it's likely to be recorded over. And also there's not likely to be anything as interesting happen in the corner store as might be happening in the back of a back of a taxi cab or a uh, or a ride share. Yeah, indeed. Uh, some interesting issues here, David. Uh, appreciate the insight. More at privacylawyer.ca. Thanks again, David.
Always happy to chat. You take care. You too. Uh, David Fraser, one of Canada's leading internet technology and privacy lawyers, uh, privacylawyer.ca, again, is his website. He writes about a lot of these issues there. So, I mean, the short answer is that if people are uh, in public and they're taking photos and they're doing their Facebook Live or Periscope or Twitch or YouTube live stream, whatever it is, that they can do so. You might end up in it in some capacity, but that's uh, the price you pay for being in public. But there are exceptions to that. And so some of it can get kind of murky. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.